opportunity. Um, I wish to uh, begin by thanking our colleague, uh, the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Mongolia, for having arranged this conference and invited, uh, inviting uh, all of us. In 1994 in South Africa, three amazing things happened. Firstly, we had the first ever democratic election where every South African could participate. Two, we elected for the first time a president supported by all the people of South Africa, Nelson Mandela. Third, we elected a woman to be speaker of the National Assembly. Why do I relate this? Well, after the uh, parliamentary processes and the election of Madam Speaker, President Mandela was inaugurated as President of South Africa, and subsequent to his inauguration, he announced his cabinet. And in his cabinet, he had two women and 18 men. The women were livid. So I was in an office in a building in Parliament one afternoon, and I saw three women approaching the office of Mr. Mandela, looking very angry. I was standing with a colleague, and I said, where are they going? One was Madam Speaker, and two were leaders of the governing party. And uh, this colleague said, they're going to President Mandela's office. I said, for what? They're angry at his, the composition of his cabinet. Anyway, a few days later, President Mandela had to change his cabinet. So uh, women can have an And I think women in politics is very, very important. But let me come to the subject of today. I think it's vital that women participate in peace building and preventative diplomacy initiatives particularly because their participation achieves a number of things. Firstly, when you have women in the room, they change the focus of the negotiations to a more inclusive discussion. If women are absent, the focus is on an aspect around power and perhaps structure and mechanism, not inclusion. But when women are there, suddenly equality is discussed. Socioeconomic rights are addressed. So it changes to a more inclusive discussion. Their presence also entrenches awareness of gender equality. And thirdly, it ensures that any statutory instrument that emerges from negotiations has a focus on equality and third generation rights. If women had not been involved in the negotiations process in South Africa, we would have had a Bill of Rights clause that said everybody is equal. We would have not had a Bill of Rights clause that said you respect privacy. So these are aspects that I believe are significantly important for ensuring the presence of women in peace building. In fact, I'm really pleased that my country is one of the major contributors of the deployment of female peacekeepers to UN peace support operations. This includes not only women in the armed forces, it includes women in the police service as well, as well as in other areas uh, of uh, the armed forces. As national 
action in the area of women and peace and security as South Africa's Department of International Relations or Foreign Affairs, along with various partners, we've undertaken a robust training program for women throughout the African continent in mediation and conflict resolution. Our major partner in this initiative is Norway, and they've been absolutely incredible in supporting us. Initially, our focus was on women being trained as negotiators for ending conflicts from countries that had either interstate or intra-state conflict. But the program proved to be so beneficial that we agreed to include women from non-governmental organizations that are supporting the battle against gender-based violence in order to give them the skills to be able to engage within the community environment uh, that promotes and supports uh, peace. So this uh, training has proven to be very, very successful uh, for us. And we've been thrilled to see women who've gone through the program participating in peace and community initiatives in Tigray, for example, in Mozambique, in Cabo Delgado, where women who had gone through our program were able to negotiate for access for development workers. So it's a very uh, important initiative for us. Because of our experience, we've also attempted to ensure whenever South Africa becomes party to a process of peace negotiations, we insist that women from the affected communities or countries are part of the delegation. So recently, um, we were hosts to the talks between the federal government of Ethiopia and the TPLF uh, from the Tigray region. Uh, both delegations came along with men in very dark suits. Uh, we pointed out to them the inadequacy of the composition of their delegation and that in our experience, women had to be in the room for a full and inclusive peace process uh, to be undertaken. Uh, they did change the composition of their delegations, but not entirely to our satisfaction. However, we did have uh, uh, women uh, present. So in order to remedy that fault, what we have done through the facilitation team is go out into particularly Tigray and sit down with women's organizations to take them through the peace agreement and identify areas in which we think women should have a more deliberate interest and an active uh, role. So we've been a bit, uh, I think, overbearing in ensuring a gender agenda to the Ethiopian peace uh, process. We have done the same with respect to Lesotho, where there's been a great deal of political conflict related particularly to how the first of the post electoral system did not allow for a diverse mix in the parliament. So we assisted Lesotho in crafting a new electoral law which would have partial constituency and partial proportional representation to allow for the outcome uh, which would be more diverse and inclusive. 
Finally, I wish to point to the need to also give uh, the peace process a human face. We had the most terrible situation of our armed force personnel being involved in sexual assaults against women uh, in the eastern uh, part of the DRC where we had deployed soldiers. We took a very hard stance on the matter, working alongside the United Nations, particularly UN women. All those personnel were taken through proper court martials and were charged as criminals and have been thrown out of the armed forces. But what it has made us do is to change the training that is offered prior to deployment because we recognize that attention to the safety of women was not part of the training program offered to male armed uh, personnel. So this has influenced our approach to how we deploy in international missions. And we were uh, really, although we've been embarrassed at the conduct of some of our soldiers, we were really pleased recently that the UN has indicated they'd like to follow our program and use it with other countries because they are seeing its uh, positive impact. So I conclude, uh, Madam Moderator, by saying that while indeed we want to pay very close attention to ensuring uh, appropriate and effective peace and security processes, what is fundamental is to ensure always there's a human face to work. Thank you very much.